Hey y'all, welcome to the Project Body Podcast, where we talk about all things body work, wellness, and everything in between. Join us at our table as we unpack and examine what it means to work in the wellness field. We're so happy you're here today, so let's get into it. Should we postpone this? No! (laughs) Say your line. It needs to happen. It's gonna gonna happen. I'm gonna be away. Okay. Say your line. We'll inform you. Uh, You're juggling. I was juggling. Work. So oftentimes, I find myself juggling work, uh, whether it be here at Project Body, at home, or, you know, just work in general. I am a person that needs uh, to have multiple things on the plate because I am a very active person. Uh, and so the topic today is dealing with workload. Dealing with workload. Well, I'm... this is very interesting from like my perspective compared to like your perspective. So like you're an employee here. I am an owner here. You have certain responsibilities. I, I, nobody can see this right now. I'm looking at Jenny at the moment. Um, so you have certain responsibilities and jobs that you have to do. I have certain jobs and responsibilities that I have to do. We have, in a way, two different workloads, and those two workloads um, have kind of come onto ourselves in different ways. Especially right now, because I am prepping to leave for vacation. So your workload has amplified even more. Vastly. Yeah. By choice. By choice. Because I'm going to be gone for 18 days, and like my... Like, semi-workaholic brain was like, I need to make up the days that I'm not going to be here. So, might as well work before and then instead of trying to catch up after. Um, So, for the most part, I've been working six to seven days just straight through. So, like, I had a bout of hysteria. It's probably because I'm overworked right now. But that's yeah, All I on my own doing. think it's really funny that the three of us had this bout of hysterical laughter for 12 minutes mm-hmm. before we could start the podcast. And I think part of us laughing hysterically is probably because we're all worked, overworked yeah. to some degree. Yeah. Um, I mean, even now, like, if any, if our listeners didn't know, we usually record this podcast from 9, about 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. every Friday, about every Friday. We try to be consistent every Friday. Sometimes we have to miss it, but but really, our schedule has become 9 p.m. on Fridays. That's late, and that is usually after a seven or eight hour um, bodywork shift that Jenny did. Uh, it's after an eight hour shift of body work slash management stuff that I did and Andy also worked in the morning with his own body work clients and then he goes home does his home stuff and then comes back to the clinic mm-hmm. at 9 p.m. to do this so all three of us are really tired by this time yeah. so it makes a lot of sense that one little word triggered me and then we just went into a round of, of laughter which yeah. honestly I think is not the worst thing it's pretty therapeutic I think it's yeah I was not gonna say it, it was needed like a good like belly, belly laugh, laugh. Mm-hmm. yeah Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it made it Don't, energized. We have, we're yeah. definitely tackling this one with a, with a different energy. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is true. <laughs> yeah. We're very appropriate for the topic um, at hand. Yeah. I, I feel like when I used to work at, like, Cairo offices or PT offices, 
I was so overworked all the time and it wasn't like physical most part it was just all mental because I was there for like 10 hours just like sometimes twiddling my thumbs depending on like what I was doing like it was just this bad they, I have this like common thread that's one running through my head right now and you kind of like triggered it I have questions for you um I might have answers when you were at the Cairo and you were there for like 10 hours a day um did you feel was it mentally draining on you because you had to be there be okay because what I'm getting at is right now you have these longer shifts than that you you're doing right now that you don't normally work but you're doing longer shifts to make up for the time that you're not going to be working in the future you're also taking on extra shifts during the days that you're off and all of this is by elected choice you're doing it on purpose you chose to do it um but versus like you know working at the Cairo job where this was your you know you had to work these 10 hour days yeah, so does that to, my question, I'm sorry, but my question is like does that weigh does that weigh in in the overworked feelings at all? Yeah. So, when I worked sorry, for um my first Cairo office, that was a whole mental game cuz that was 10 hours and there wasn't there was massive amount of gaps between one client to the next. And there were five to 10 minute sessions. There weren't long sessions. So for 10 hours, eight of them, I'm just twiddling away. So I was just bored out of my mind. Granted, so you're getting paid, but you're not working. Yeah, so like I binged so much shows. It was disgusting. But also like, it was just boring. Yeah. It just drove me nuts. And then with my other cry, cry oh my God. Cairo? Cairo. Mm -hmm. um, company that I worked for that was um, much busier um, so I was on my feet running around but it was more so because my boss didn't like us seeing us sitting down mm. oh so that's he, a different kind of yeah so that's like a different kind of energy that gets created yeah so like once like there was like a dead zone I mean we didn't have any clients and we, we would constantly check on the cameras to see if they we had clients or the computer to see if they got checked in. And we just kind of, like, sat down because, like, our feet hurt. Yeah. And, like, there was at one point my feet hurt so bad that I went on Amazon and I was, like, tempted to buy, like, a $300 shiatsu calf and foot thing. I was, like, almost about to hit buy. kind of reminds me of um, my childhood in a way. Um, my family whether I was like living with my parents or if I was like at my aunt's house um to mitigate like unhappy feelings on me or like to kind of like shirk off like my parents or like my elders like annoyed feelings I would go into the, these hyper cleaning modes to clean the entire house because if I was busy or if I did something they couldn't yell at me yeah and that 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 just <laughs> They might have gotten a productive child, but it just created anxiety and, like, turmoil in my brain. Yeah. And now, like, if I'm not doing something, I feel worthless. I feel like trash. I feel like I am... To this day, you feel that? Oh, my God. Totally. Absolutely. 100%. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. If I'm not producing, producing something, like, um, 
if I'm not producing or creating right. or doing something, I feel like I'm worthless, like I'm garbage, like I'm trash. Yeah, that's um, why I stopped reading. Now I just listen to audiobooks because I don't have, like, I feel weird taking my day and just reading. Mm-hmm. I'd rather, like, be productive and doing something. I have, so there's, um, I have to be really mindful because my brain is really good at pretending like I'm busy. So, like, if there is a task that I have to do that I'm scared of because either I don't know how to do it and I haven't taken the time to learn it, or maybe I have taken the time to learn Mm -hmm. it, but my brain is not grasping it and I still can't get it. Um, I'll want to avoid the thing because I still don't understand how to do it. That's me and stretching. Or maybe (laughs) um, I have to do this thing, but it's just so overwhelming. And I know that I have to sit down and do it, but just the amount of work that I know it takes is just like, ah. (laughs) So I just, I, I, so instead of going into it and doing it little step by little step, I will instead find something completely different to do, which is still productive because it still needs to get done, but I've shifted the priorities down. And that's a problem because I, I look productive. And I am producing things. So yeah. I am kind of making myself feel better in a way. But I really need to be investing the time in the higher priority things. But I'm running away from them by making myself productive with other things. Right. So, like, it's a good thing and a bad thing. See, with me, um, I don't mind having a lot on my plate. I don't mind having a lot of things to do. It's just that if I'm doing something, then I need to distract my mind let's say if i get home i need to distract my mind with something else something that's got nothing to do with that you know doing something i mean i like to i like to draw kind of de-stresses me in a way it's Um, the same like yeah um i like i'm not just a body worker and i don't don't just own we you know we don't just own this but i also um, I used to work with a Rocky Horror Shadow cast, so that got me back into theater. Um, I don't work with them um, with some cast nowadays, but like, but it, it's still like family to me in a way. Right. Um, but that fulfilled that fulfilled a creativeness in me that like just being in the business couldn't create. Right. Um, I also do like I sell dragon puppets in the summertime. I also work with five dogs. Dragon puppets. Dragon puppets. Yeah, exactly. I do really random like, stuff. Like, like socks? Kind of, sort of. <laughs> no, but not really. More um, advanced puppets. But, it, but that's the... Huh? More advanced puppets. They are very advanced. They sit <laughs> on your shoulders and they like you can move them from like these things that are in right. your hands. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, but the point being is that I I do so many random things that like it's not it's not just the um, the body work for me. It's not just the business ownership for me. Like, cause you're right. Like this whole entire like last like two weeks, I've been stressing out about our taxes and our tax returns and stuff. I could not come into the clinic and do other clinic stuff because my brain couldn't handle it. I had to focus on the taxes. And then when my brain could not work on that anymore, I had to shift gears and like do something else. So I'd focus on my dogs or, or focus on something, something else completely because I, because then I can go back to it the next day and be able to like focus again. Um, if I just like was in it a hundred percent, until it was completely done, I would yeah. blow up my ADHD brain cannot handle. <laughs> Man, I feel like such a workaholic. 
right now. Well, you are. I worked um, previously at a Purple Giant, and I got burnt out from there. And I was working mm. like cra- I blew out my shoulder. I had to be there because I was like semi lied to because you knew the the pay structure. I lived four minutes from there. I walked. I can walk to wow. work. But I felt so burnt out. But here, I am, what, doing, what, what am I averaging right now? 25. 25 hours a week. Hours a week. Mm-hmm. And I do not feel burnt out at all. And I think that has largely to do with choice. Like. Yeah. Like. And it's like seven days a week, six days a week that I am working. And I don't I think, feel that burnout. Yeah. And I don't know. I think know because at any point in your like from now into your future schedule if you if something happens mm-hmm. where you couldn't come in for whatever reason you know that one simple text message or phone call will be sufficient enough to take care of you you know that like if you needed to bow out of your last day and there's like eight clients on your calendar and the last thing that we want to do is cancel them or reschedule them but if you had to because you hurt yourself or something happened with one of your family members or whatever you know that we're not gonna give you crap about mm-hmm. it. We're just gonna be like, we got you, Jenny. Are we gonna see you before you go? No? Okay, well, have a good trip, be safe, blah, 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 whatever. I, I think that's a major part because in any other job, there is so much like pressure of being yeah. like the good employee. Yeah. Always like, you can't be human, you can't have- Numbers, yeah. they, they look at you, numbers. Yeah, and yeah. you're just producing numbers. Yeah. Yes, I am producing numbers here, but yeah, at the same time, like, we're more that we're, and like, a lot of people are like, oh, well, they say it's a family, it's usually toxic. Well, I think and I'm I, like, no, <laughs> this is like legit family. And- Andy loves that. <laughs> Andy, can you explain to us how much you love that term? What term? What us being a family? I don't know. Andy has, at least in the past, Andy has expressed that he doesn't like us saying that we're like a family because he—it's—it doesn't. Well, yeah, it has bad connotations. When okay. companies try to say they're like a family, they're usually not. Yeah. It's, it's like super toxic. Yeah, <laughs> and so he's like, "No, we're not." And I'm just like, "But we are. We love each other See, so much." The thing is, um, half of us have the same tattoo. We're branded together. It's so yes, ridiculous. but it's weird at the same time, I love it. I, yeah, I mean, the environment here is great. I love how. So a lot of people here just hang out outside of Project Body. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's a business, right? Everybody's out there looking for what's better for them. And let's say somebody comes and gives them a great offer. So they're, they're going to take it. And I mean, As they should. We're all working for right. a paycheck. So go get that paycheck. If yeah. somebody else can give you better, go get that. Right. But at least... If it's not us, I hope that we set the bar for you a little right. bit. You did, you know? and it's ruined me. No, <laughs> um, no, but yeah, like I can work these crazy hours and not feel so like pressured to work all these crazy hours. And I think that's why yeah. I don't feel the burnout. Yeah, am I gonna be working 18 hours in two days? <laughs> yes, that's a lot of body work, but I don't feel like anxiety yeah. From coming to work. Like, uh, yeah, I work seven days, but I don't feel like I'm coming into work. It's feel like, yeah, I'm going to go in, like, have conversations with my clients, and then skedaddle out of here. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's a great day. So you're <laughs> probably going to be burned out for your vacation. Um, Probably not, because I have a crazy amount of, like, reserve in my fuel tank. Okay. <laughs> I would be burned out from 
my vacation. Of traveling that you're doing on a vacation, I feel like I need to just stay in the apartment a, for like not a five straight, days. Uh, flight? No, no, it's not a flight at all, my friend. She's just cruising on the Atlantic for days. <laughs> for f***ing two weeks, sorry. Two weeks. Yeah. Something. Yeah, so I, I, leave, I leave New York <laughs> um, on a boat. <laughs> And then we go down to Bermuda, four days at sea. And then I hit um, an island right off of Portugal called Ponta de Galda, something like that. Um, and then another day at sea. And then we hit Lisbon, Portugal. And then we go Portugal, Spain, France, Italy in a boat. Nice. And then I fly back from Rome. And you're staying in Rome for like a couple days after you get yeah. off the boat, right? Yep. Good vacation. Yeah, but I would be like, so listen, I might come back out. haunted. See, that's, that's the thing. It's kind of funny how when we come back from vacation, we always need like a vacation mm -hmm. from vacation. Oh my god, I need oh, yeah. all the time. Recover from it. I have like an extra day of recovery, so I come back late the eighth, and I'm like, not working the ninth. <laughs> yeah, good. I wouldn't be able to either. So, what's your workload? Like where, where is your like? Yeah, how, where, how do like, where, you how, find your happy median with your workload? Like, how do you find balance? So, because you well, have like two I said, kids, you have a whole, in, whole entire family, and you have this clinic, and you have your like extended family that you do extra business with. So, please, brother, tell us how you find this balance. I am a person that needs uh, to have multiple things on the plate, uh, whether it be here at Project Body at home or you know just work in general do i have to do something different i just have mm. to something like spice it up that that has nothing to do with that so that i'm kind of like de-stressing from it same with the kids like if i'm with the kids we'll break from the kids uh we we take getaways you know every now and then on the weekend we'll just go in go somewhere without the kids mm. Um, and I'm distressed from them because they are that's, very stressful. <laughs> I feel like that's super important to like have like a healthy like yeah. partnership or marriage mm -hmm. is especially when you have kids is to remember that you, your partner yeah. is like number number yes, one. Yeah. And like you should always like take time to be with your partner and not make your lives Surround, uh, like the kids are the the center of your world. Right. Kids should not be the center of your world, yeah. and, which and is important. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Take care of them. Don't neglect them, but they should not be the center of your universe. Uh, so remember how I told, randomly just told you I'm gonna make candles. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. You're <laughs> making like, candles. Yes. I'm not making candles. I'm, you told what? me you're making candles. No, 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 I said I was gonna go to a class. Just learning, like learning a new skill for me. That that's another way to like balance everything yes right 100 agree with you because i think something that i did recently that everybody looked at me and they were like what um i randomly bought like a cheap tattoo gun kit and was like i'm teaching myself how to do tattoos and everybody wow. was like are you even an artist and i was like i don't need to be an artist to learn this skill like it's a skill i think it's worthy to note to note specifically that whether you're generating something or you're not generating something you are still a worthy human being oh, I appreciate that is you. still worthy of love and affection and shelter and food and like all, all of the, the basic food. necessities of <laughs> life. screw the shelter i just seen the food <laughs> if you are a generator great and if you're a consumer great yeah. you don't you know you don't need to hit certain expectations in order to be a worthy human yeah, i'm just here for the smiles and laughs honestly <laughs> well you got a lot of them a lot of them today <laughs> and the butt tabs <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm so in my 
older age, I've learned that I, the way that I manage my workload is by, I have like a giant to-do list on my wall at, in my home that is like a giant running, like this is what I want to do overall. Like these are all my life goals. Oh, that would, that would destroy me. Well, having, having I, something on the wall that's telling me that I need to do this, mm-hmm. it, it would just. So I have like, like my personal ones for right. me myself. Like I need to like generate twenty thousand dollars for a down payment. I also need to get an RV. I also need to pay off my Jeep. Like those are like my personal ones. Right. And then I have my business ones. So this is all that I have to do to do for the business. And then I have, and then I shift it into another to-do list of what I need to do right now. This is the priority. You cannot push this off any longer. And so the, in these giant to-do lists that I have, it's, it spans, like there's a lot of entries into these, these lists. And if I go, if I wake up one day and I say, it's a beautiful day and the sun is shining, I can do so much. Mm -mm, No, that, that is, that's. I, I am being way too optimistic. If I think that I can get like three things done on my to-do list, I am being way too optimistic. Mm-hmm. In my younger years, I thought I could do so much, but I've learned that you take one thing. Out of, you know, I have a giant workload, but I take one, one, one topic, that's it. Shelf everything else can wait. They can wait, but I take one and that's what I focus on in the day. And then I kind of like rotate around it. So mm-hmm. like I work on it a little bit, then I kind of come out of it. I go and focus on my dogs. I come out of them. I go back to the original focus. I come out of it. I maybe clean something in my room, go back to the business thing. But I have to like cut my ADHD brain. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like the same thing. Like everybody just needs to deviate your attention for a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But if I try to accomplish more than one thing in the day, my brain won't do it. It won't, it, I will self-sabotage. It will never happen. (laughs) Um, if, but that is, if I tell myself I'm going to do like two or three things, one thing, one thing I have my giant arcing to do list, but I pick one thing every day. That's my focus. And then if when I get it done, I feel so much better. Because then it's not like, oh, well, I got one thing done, but two things are left undone. Then that makes me feel sad and depressed. Mm. So, one thing. It is very hard for a person to swallow his or her pride and take blame. It sometimes feels like you're eating a whole potato without chewing it first. That was that I learned that early in my life. Um, I feel so uncomfortable when I've done something or something has happened because of me, and mm-hmm. then I shirk the responsibility. Oh my God, does that eat me up inside? I can't do. It. I cannot do it. I learned really young that I eat it. I will accept all responsibility all of the time, even if I didn't do something. I will still well, accept responsibility of it. If I've learned anything, is that the ball will always bounce back. What comes around will come back yeah. to you. So, like, if you don't take ownership of your actions, um, karma will come back and it will give you your comeuppance. It's hard to swallow your pride. It is very hard to swallow your very pride. Hard. Your ego doesn't want to be wrong, ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but, like, just think about the, like... Just think about 
the after effects of not swallowing that ego. Of not. You have to live with that. And what is even furthermore is that that goes into like your subconscious ego. Yeah. And or your id, and so you'll start acting subconsciously you'll start doing things because that negative memory of what you did is in your brain and like you're still acting on it even though like you're trying to, to forget it right um like if you put that negative energy into the world it will keep on following you that's why i'm really big on like this big this business has always been um um, very employee centric and right. not client centric. I've always wanted to create a good space for the staff members to feel comfortable, safe, and want to do the work. You know, like not, you know, be dragging feet into work, being like, oh, I gotta go to work today, I don't wanna go. Mm. Um, I always felt like if our therapists and our service providers were happy, then the dominoes would fall and in turn, the clients would then be happy. I don't have to micromanage the clients if the staff members are fine. Um, and I remember like me and you had a bit of a like debate. This is like years ago when we were like kind of like still deciding how to structure the company and whatever, like what our rules and policies and procedures are mm -hmm. going to be and stuff. And one thing that we've had for like since the existence of, uh, of being here. I is, know what um, you're going to say. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, is uh, every therapist controls their schedule. Mm -hmm. um, every therapist uh, has access to their, their calendar. They can block themselves out. Whenever. To this day, I still debate I, that in my head. I know, I know. <laughs> Listen, I know, I know. Um, me too, me yeah. too. We're gonna, well, let's unpack it. So um, so our, our therapists, are uh, they control their calendars. They have access to, to it on their phones. They can block out their time whenever they want to. They can come in early. They can come into their shift late. They can leave their shift early. They can go on unlimited amount of vacations whenever they want to. And they don't have to to run any of this time off past us, the management. Um, they could just block out their calendars and take whatever time that they need. And we just kind of figure it out. Like, we don't ask the therapist to find coverage. We don't ask them to find another person to fill their slot. We just let them drop off the schedule for the day and then we just figure it out. Maybe we'll get someone else, usually we don't. And we're just down a staff member that day, but it is what it is. So, so the debate being is that um, that's a that that is a privilege right. that we just awarded our people without them having to really like work for it or anything. Um, that is a privilege that most workplaces do not offer their staff members. Like you have a schedule and you are expected to be there. And if you want to take time off, if you want to take vacations or sick days or come in early, come in late, leave early, whatever, you have to ask a manager. Right. So, I mean, that, that you know, it has its pros and cons. Absolutely. One big pro is that you take that weight off of uh, your, the, uh, the employees, right? They don't feel pressured uh, in any way. Uh, but at the same time, you know, when we come to go to the negative, we right? got a business to run. We <laughs> right. got money to make. Bills need to get paid. <laughs> and also at the, at the same time, because I remember when, when I first started working here, 
I was like, give me everything. I'm open for everything. I'll stay extra time. I'll because I want it. I'm the kind of person that I'm like, I don't want to miss an opportunity. Yeah. Right. And I feel like, but when they do that, when they block their schedule, they're missing a lot of opportunities. And that right? that's that we've had to juggle with that because yeah. there are some staff members that are just like. Let me open up my web of availability and grab as much as I can. And then we also have other staff members that are like, "Mm, I'm going to give the bare minimum. (laughs) And there are a lot. We've had a lot of staff members in the past who have shot themselves in the foot by blocking out their calendar as much as possible because they don't feel like working. And then when they get their paycheck, they get upset that they don't have a lot of money in their paycheck because they didn't work. And then they end up quitting because they think it's our fault when uh, you controlled your schedule, buddy. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so yeah, there's a lot of pros or cons, you know, with, with that. Like if you block out your schedule, you don't get paid. Um, and some people- But that's, that's the con on like myself as the employee. Some understand that. You understand that. Andy understands that. Other therapists think it's my fault, though. <laughs> yeah, because I remember we were talking about, like, Im- implementing, like, a 90-day... Oh, yes, yes. Like, probation for the the freedom of your yes, schedule. so you can earn... We, we, what we were... The problem we were running into was that um, people would... We would hire people, and then we would say, yeah, you have... Complete control of your schedule. Do whatever you want. And then people would be like, what? Because they never had that freedom anywhere. And then they would run with that freedom. And then they wouldn't get booked. They weren't building clientele. They would quit. They would kind of point fingers at us. And we'd be like, Um, so then we like shifted gears. And we were like, what if we do this like 90 day probationary period where they didn't have that freedom for 90 days to kind of like establish a like a a habit of coming to work. And then after 90 days, when they've established that habit of coming to work when they're supposed to then they can have their freedom they've earned it by that point yeah because it, it gives you like time to like earn your booking like you but get like i a- feel like that might not work fully here because uh, you have more availability when you first start because you don't have any clients so, but you can't block it. That's, <laughs> so, that's the hardest part. So, and know, that's the whole point of the freedom is that if you have a slow day, I don't want you hanging around here. Mm-hmm. Go take the last two hours and go to the park. Have a good time with your kids well, or something. Well, we are on call. So you, you can leave, but you might right. get booked and you have to come back. Mm-hmm. To but, which I always say, lock your schedule. <laughs> I, I, nice. see, see, but the thing is, like, me personally, if I leave, I'm not coming back. <laughs> That's why a lot of times too is that um, people don't have good work ethic um, and don't know what to do with the power of freedom. And mm-hmm. then they're like, "Oh, well, I can just you take know, full advantage of this," and then it, don't see the repercussions yes, later that's on. That's exactly what happens. So the 90 day helps, kind of like yeah. buffer and like you kind of start to learn how to navigate this kind of like on-call realm yeah but yeah. I mean, not everybody has that mentality or well, like you said not everybody's yeah. gonna take advantage of that system people are gonna end up quitting or yeah be, mostly because their their ego can't accept responsibility that they did it themselves so the mm-hmm. easiest thing to do is to point the finger at me or you and be like, you didn't get me enough bookings. Talk about pride, not swallowing it. And not, exactly. <laughs> like, instead of actually accepting responsibility of, oh, I was the one who blocked out my schedule and didn't come and didn't open up a wide net to meet clients, 
Um, instead, it's a lot easier to be like, well, you didn't get enough clients on my calendar. Mm -hmm. But there's only so many times that I can discount the sessions to get people to get in here to meet you and try you out. Like, you got to, like, do that rapport building, relationship building, get that, you know, one-on-one yeah. -on -one relationship going with that client. Like, that. that's also a huge step in the rebooking process as well. Um, while we were talking, this theory came to my mind. Um, do you think it? Do you think society has done a disservice to our fellow humans by yes. enslaving our humans in the workforce? Yes. By saying, by making work hours mandatory, and by so sorry to cut you off. No, it's but fine. it's we're programmed that the moment that we're in school. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, wow, what no. a connection. Oh, Jenny, how do we have to raise our hand? Hey, can I go to the bathroom? Why do you think it's an eight hour? Oh, what a, oh, that's a juicy connection, Jenny. <laughs> we'll be here for days if you want yeah. to talk about this. And how it's devolving, but that's besides the point. Um, no, we're, we're conditioned. Yeah, we're conditioned to to work at the oh factory for eight hours a day. Oh, 100%. Okay, and so you ask for bathroom time you yeah. can't have you, freedom okay. so back when i was in high school um and i was like my my nickname in high school was straber it means overachiever in german because the more i did the better i felt so i was the co-captain of the speech and debate team where we practiced every evening and went competing at different schools and colleges every saturday and these competitions would be from like eight o'clock in the morning to about seven o'clock at night and these competitions were usually like Yale, Harvard, Brown University. So like I'm going from Mount Pocono up to like, you know, like Connecticut or Massachusetts. So like that's a three, four hour drive. So these are long days is my point. On top of that, I was also the stage manager of all of the musicals that we put on. And I maintained a part-time job on top of this because my mom was a little on the poor side and I needed some money to eat lunch every now and then. Um, <laughs> so I was doing a lot, okay? So by the time, so, so I would go to school Monday through Friday from like seven in the morning up until three o'clock in the afternoon. I had my after school curricular activities. So the speech and debate and the musical stuff, I'd go home at 6 PM. So I was in school from 7 AM to 6 PM. I was competing at some crazy college or, or school from 7 AM up until like 8 PM, 9 PM on Saturdays. Sundays, I would work all day to make some money by Monday. Oh, I was tired. I was tired and oftentimes I did not go to school. I didn't go to school. I couldn't be bothered with going to school on Monday. I'd go to school on Tuesday when I had a day to refresh and sleep and like get myself together so I could do it all over again. Now, there's only X amount of days that you could take off in school before the truancy officer gets called. And yeah. the truancy officer will come to your house and they will hand you tickets and fine you where you have to pay money to the government because you as a minor did not show up to wow. school. Yeah. X Unless, days. Yeah. If I don't show up to school as a child, I have to pay fines and money for that. Yeah. It's wild. It's it's Yeah, cuz you, you you get trained to to work at the factory, mm -hmm. you know, and which is the God forbid I don't show up at that factory. Yeah. <laughs> I was never the I I never I was never a school person. I never liked the school system mm -hmm. uh, I never liked um, you know that I was forced yeah. and I, I was never given a choice right uh, I feel like and I don't want to dig too much into it because that could be like a topic on, on its own yeah uh, 
But I feel like, you know, like so many things have changed throughout the years. But the school system is like ancient, right? And has not changed for hundreds and hundreds of years. Well, yeah, it's just to prep you for yeah. to work, you know, and you don't have that creative freedom. Like you don't have right the, the luxury of being out. You're you're taught you need to go to school to go to college to get uh, this cubicle job. And you gotta go back to up one second. Oh my god, don't gloss over that one. You gotta go to school in order to go to college. How that is shoved down so many people's throat. You have to go to college, you have to go to college in order to be a successful human being. But all that we're doing is giving a child, an 18 year old child who doesn't know anything about the world, a full on mortgage debt. Like, we're entrusting these children with do you, hundreds do you of thousands know of dollars why? of debt. Instead, like getting a loan for um, a college tuition is easier than getting a business loan. How? 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 How in our society is that possible? You're telling me that you a bank won't give me $25,000 to start a business because I don't have good credit because I'm 18 years old, but they will give $150,000, $200,000 to an 18-year-old so that they can take four years of college education, be strapped down with that debt so they have no choice but to be stuck in their cubicle do jobs? You, do you want to know why? Because if you go bankrupt, your student loans still count. Mm-hmm. So when you go bankrupt, you yeah, still have your stu- you still have to yeah. pay back your student loans. You can't. I hate it. So if you go bankrupt, you don't have to pay back your business loan, but you still have to pay back your student loan. It's just a shackle. It's just a ball and chain. It's a metaphorical and, and ball and chain. The the tuitions of colleges skyrocketed it's... once 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 that became a thing. Once you could not um, claim bankruptcy for your student loans. The tuition skyrocketed. It's insane. I, I hate that we we push that on eighteen year olds as if that's the way. And quite honestly, like we all all three of us sitting here right now have a certificate in a trade, and we do very well for ourselves. I hate that that is not. We're something. licensed yeah. in Jersey. The, Get it I together. I hate that that's not something that is is pushed or even looked at like because when i went to massage school when i was 18 years old i got zero support from my family everybody was against me my mother was like what my aunt was like oh my god you're better than that go to college and i was like are you paying for my college no one's paying for my college so i'm gonna go to massage school and my dad was like you're not a prostitute and i was like yeah dad i'm going to school to learn how to sorry anderson people (laughs) i am a legit medical professional (laughs) no but like but because trades are not like they're not respected or valued high or valued so like it gets pooped on when it is a legit career and and thing to look into but but kids are instead Shut, you know they they are brainwashed into going to private like colleges or you know these these places that cost forty fifty thousand dollars a year to attend and that's the normal that's norm that's what's shoved down our throat as normal and the thing to do and if you don't do it you're the weird person you're the wrong one you're the one who's not normal everyone else is doing it why aren't you all right and so that's I- my soapbox <laughs> so I derailed us really bad. Alright, so this has been a bit of a hodgepodge. 
roller coaster in terms of like uh, smorgasbord. Uh, yes, we're going real German. <laughs> uh, but I think we did. You know, it was a good topic. I mean, you got your you spoke your heart Lots out. <laughs> Listen, you touched on one of my soapbox issues. I have very few soapbox issues, and you, you. It was actually you. It was not you, Andy. It was you, Jenny. You hit one of my soapbox issues. I think I have three soapbox issues. Sorry, but this is it. Important. College cow's milk and dog ownership. Cow's Those are my three soapbox issues that can we, I will can you write, from the mountaintops Can about. you write on your notes cow's milk for the for, next... For the future? For the future. Cow's Just milk, letting you all know. Those Wait. are my three topics that I'm so, I'm what, is so it, passionate about. No, don't so ask the question. I should She's, go on. I just want to know, but I, I got don't ask the question, milk. Andy. I got opinions. Don't ask it. I, I want to know how I'm going to... like. Bring that topic in. You just say cow's milk. Have to be a, a Lisa rant. <laughs> give me the mic. It's a solo. It's a solo night. <laughs> we don't need Jenny. All right, so we've definitely had a lot of variety uh, yeah. in terms of topic this episode. But it, I mean, honestly, oh, it has you, been like one of my favorite episodes. To be yeah, honest. I think so too. So, Peace out, Cubs,